0: Welcome to the Building Management Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Sustainable technology in building management used to be unrealistic. It was either underdeveloped or too pricey to implement. But as new tech shifts toward protecting people, planet, and profit, more industry leaders are seeing the benefits of going green. Here to tell us a bit more about sustainable building innovation is George Keefe, President and CEO of Global Encasement Incorporated. George, how are you doing today?
1: Quite well. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm really interested in getting your take on how environmental stability has entered and stayed in the building management industry and what some of those trends are. So, yeah, let's get right into it. I'd like to know, since you've been in the industry for several years now, over the past few, what kind of trends have you noticed in building management? trying to address some of these environmental concerns and making sure that buildings are up to code but are also staying green?
1: Well, the biggest thing I see is that more and more companies are moving to green products themselves. So Global Encasement Incorporated, we manufacture green coatings. And so we can take a building that's environmentally distressed and turn that green. So not only are our products green, but what they do is turn buildings green. So there's a benefit on both sides of using those green products, the green coatings, turning the building itself green. And I see that as a big trend that more and more companies, individuals, businesses are looking to go green with protecting the
0: environment and people at the same time. I see. So it sounds like The conversation is moving a little more into the long term. So instead of just the products being green themselves, there's more of an emphasis on making sure that overall things either remain or become green for the future as well. Right. That's correct. And one of the biggest trends we see is that
1: not removing uh, a building component or part of the surface and managing in place, in other other words, restoration of a building or a property. So when you restore a property or a building component, such as a roof, as opposed to removing and replacing it, you're not generating waste, and that's waste that needs to be transported and disposed of, and quite often now, most of our landfills are filling up, if not overflowing. So there's a limited of space, plus there's a lot of studies showing that when you Put this material into a landfill, a lot of the greenhouse gases that are causing climate change, global warming, are coming from landfills. And so, anytime we can minimize that, again, stopping the generation of waste, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's probably less work, too, in the long run if you are not creating more waste, and you are just fixing the issue instead of destroying it and putting something new in. I mean, that, that seems like just the better route to take in general. Right.
1: Well, that's the, the big thing about saving time and money, Then, with especially a non-disruptive product or service. With the coatings, instead of when we'll use the roofing as a prime example, because that's a building component that gets replaced far too soon. You're sometimes tearing off a roof, sometimes two and three times in the typical life cycle of a building, where if you protect that surface and seal over top of it, you're not generating that waste. And if you do it in a non-disruptive way, in other words, not tearing off the roof, you can keep your building operational, not affecting any downtime. And there's a lot of studies showing that for every dollar you spend on a direct cost, there's an indirect cost spent on downtime of the building, relocation of the people and contents. So all these things are factors in making decisions on which way to go. And again, trying to use green products and not generating waste. There's all types of advantages for management in place, again, as opposed to removal and replacement.
0: And so now looking a bit at some examples, what are some products that you've seen out in the industry that are doing everything you just said. You know, not only are they saving time, but they're saving money and energy. And also what you said earlier, that not only are these products green, but they help make buildings overall more green.
1: Well, I can give you a perfect example with global encasement coatings. And we deal a lot with solid hazardous materials, such as asbestos, lead-based paint, polychlorinated biphenyls, the PCBs. So you can take a property that's environmentally distressed and we'll, I'll use the perfect example of roofing. A lot of roofing out there has asbestos or other types of hazardous materials in there. And instead of tearing that off, you say you'll have a roof leak, and normally they would have to tear that off. Well, you can go in and seal over top of it with these green products from Global Encasement Coatings, and then be managing that asbestos in place and not generating any of that hazardous material waste that would have to be transported and disposed of. At the same time, these coatings are solar reflective. So you're taking a building that's environmentally distressed using green coatings, sealing in the roofing, stopping the leaking, stopping the asbestos from exposing people, and then you're turning that heat absorbing surface, which a lot of roofs are dark, they're gonna pull down the heat, turn that solar reflective. So you're saving time and energy, which is money at that point. And the energy being that once that surface is solar reflective, you're no longer pulling the heat down. It's reflecting back out. So your air conditionings are working less and you're building occupants and contents are staying a lot cooler.
0: Yeah. That twofold, you know, win-win scenario is really exciting stuff. And Do you know any other examples or other ways that a building can not only fix its issue but then honestly improve because of it?
1: We deal mostly with all coatings out there and those are the issues. We handle uh, like waterproofing buildings for uh, the increasingly stronger weather events that are taking place now to protect the building and contents with that. Again, you're trying to renew older surfaces and make them so they're going to be more sustainable. And I see a lot of products and companies going with sustainable, which there's a term that they talk about being where it's a three-legged stool almost, that you need all three. You need to be protecting people, the planet, and making profit at the same time. And all three of these are things that are looked at in the industry of green coatings or green products and just green technology that you're protecting people planet and profit so there's an awful lot of products out there that do that and more and more people and companies are becoming aware of that and insisting that whatever they do with their buildings that they are protecting you know people and planet as well as trying to either make profit or save profit. So when we talk about like solar reflectivity on a building, you're saving a lot in long-term for energy savings. And your building stays cooler, as I mentioned, and you use less air conditioning, less energy. But the other thing is the labor factor too. If you put on like our green coatings, they're going to hold up longer than typical paints. Typical paints have anywhere from a three to five-year life cycle on the exterior of the building where our coating's a 20 year life cycle. So you're saving all that material that you would use to replace it, but also the labor that it would take to go back in there at the same time, giving your building better protection than just uh,
0: typical paints. So it sounds like all in all, I mean, there's no downsides to going green.
1: No, it's the best, as I say, when you look at the sustainability uh, and that model of sustainability where you're talking about those three things, people, planet, and profit, all three of these fall in there. And so having green products is a big step in the right direction, but what they can do for your building is also important. So as I mentioned, all products are green, but we can also take an environmentally distressed property and turn that green without necessarily removing a lot of the hazards. And hazards aren't hazards unless they're actually exposing people. So asbestos is a big one that it doesn't necessarily have to be removed. It can be managed in place and People will say to me, well, you know, the asbestos is still there, and I'll say, yes, but so is electricity in your building where that's a hazard too, but we deal with it safely all the time. So asbestos was in the building for a certain reason. It's the best fireproofing known to mankind. So instead of removing that and generating that waste, you can safely manage it in place, letting it do what it was originally intended to do. And so there's all kinds of benefits for management in place and, and not just hazardous materials, but of course roofing is a tremendous issue out there. Not tearing off and generating all that waste that needs to be disposed of, And sometimes these issues can be very complicated, especially if you have hazardous materials, where global encasement coatings are all water-based, the non-toxic, biodegradable, clean for the environment, class A fire rated. We have toxological reports showing that they're so clean they can be applied with pregnant women and children right in the room. So the point being that they're easily applied, you open the bucket and put them on, and these are used worldwide, we have a worldwide proven track record, and going to into areas where they don't have any experience with roofing or coatings or anything, and they can open the bucket and apply these and have new roofs put on with a minimal amount of labor and education on how to do that. So you're solving a lot of problems with a green coating that then can create jobs for people that normally wouldn't have them in areas that, again, with the solar reflectivity, that that helps quite a bit in cooling down buildings and giving better well-being to the occupants of those buildings.
0: It sounds like, from every angle, going green with these kind of products is going to save time, money, and energy. That's exciting stuff. And so I'm interested in knowing how have business leaders and you know business professionals in the building management industry adopted this idea of green products? Has it really changed the way business is managed in the industry? And how has the conversation been around it?
1: Well, it's been slow going. And yet, because there's been a misconception that if you go green with certain products, you're going to be paying more. And so there's two things to be looking at, the short term and the long term. Having a product that's going to last longer is obviously going to save money in the long run. Businesses have to be able to show uh, that This is profitable for them, and that's one of the legs of the three-legged stools of sustainability. Without the profit, the stool falls over. So profit is pushing companies in that direction to go with green products. You know, everybody would like to be protecting people and the planet, but if it's not profitable, it makes it very hard to do. But these models now are showing that it is profitable to go and just as easy And in a lot of cases, there is more profit because if you have products that are sustainable and renewable, in other words, at the end of their life cycle, you don't have to remove and replace them. You can just simply coat with our coating specifically at the end of the typical life cycle. You would just go in and reapply another coat over top of the existing one that say is at the end of the twenty year life cycle, and it simply adheres to itself, cross link bonds with itself for another twenty year life cycle. So that that's tremendous savings, and then you have to be able to show where that savings can be reinvested in other areas, and it, so it's not just like a savings. Initially, it's how you can show that those savings can be used and spent better in other areas. So that, that's been the big thing, Daniel, is like making sure that people understand that, yes, it's profitable to do this, that this makes the best sense, not just for people and planet, but uh, in the pocketbook also.
0: Right. And I mean, running a business, one of the main concerns is always going to be, how am I turning a profit? How am I going to make some money off of this decision or save some money off of this decision? So the fact that innovation in this green technology has been pushing in that direction, I think, is doing everyone a big service, which is exciting stuff for the industry. You know, pulling a little further back, looking more at the bigger picture, what are some things that businesses – or green products can still do to be better? Because it sounds like they're already hitting a lot of the marks, but there's still got to be some room to grow, I'm, I'm guessing. You know, that,
1: that's a tough question for me because I'm very uh, specific on what we do, and there are so many out there. But I think the biggest thing, Daniel, is doing just what you're doing. And I admire that, like educating people on this. The whole energy sector is switching in that, you know, clean energy is a huge market for education. And, you know, solar is just tremendous. And as I travel around the world out there and countries like India and the Philippines and China and areas that it gets extremely hot. And right now, presently, I'm down in Texas and it's it's really sweltering hot down here. And so it just makes most sense to be looking at solar looking at solar reflective surfaces. And so for my industry, it's education. And two of the largest man-made surfaces that are pulling down the most heat are roadways and roofs. And every building has a roof. And in Southern California, they've mandated that commercial and industrial roofs go white. So it still is amazing to me that I go out there and see areas – That is so hot, consistently hot, that they're spending all this money on energy, cooling off those buildings and their roofs are dark, dark colored roofs. And so, again, it's an educational process that just keep getting the word out there. But I think one of the fastest growing and biggest opportunities are in the energy sectors for green, you know, obviously wind is is the cleanest, but solar is just really taking off now, and the technologies are getting better all the time in that area.
0: Yeah, I think education is really the key, and making sure that people understand that small changes to the way that they manage their buildings or the way that they renovate or restore can have big long term effects, not only on their pocketbooks, right, but also on the planet and Getting people invested in that side of things and making sure people are concerned about what kind of steps can I be taking to help the planet overall, help people overall, make the environment a safer place, I think is where the conversation is heading and it's exciting for sure.
1: Absolutely. As you say, like restoring buildings is a big thing and rejuvenating surfaces that normally would be torn off and I can't emphasize that enough that the landfills that are overflowing at this point, and the amount of CO2 emissions that they're giving off, greenhouse gases are tremendous. And any time we can minimize that, if not stop it, it's a, a real good way to go. Let's just think about the natural resources that it goes into, replacing a building or a roof as opposed to restoring it. All that savings and money that could be better spent in other areas. So all these are very exciting issues out there.
0: Absolutely. And it's an exciting time to see where the innovation is still going to go. So, thank you so much, George, for coming on the podcast and giving us your take on innovation and sustainable products in building management.
1: Well, Daniel, thanks for having me on. And we're always available at Global Encasement Incorporated to answer any questions and be a service any way we can. So, a lot of times that is just, you know, pointing people in the right direction of what they can do to protect their buildings and the people in them, and then at
0: the same time, the planet. So again, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'll make sure to keep in touch, and I'll make sure our audience knows where to turn. Great. Thanks, Daniel. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to your favorite articles, podcasts, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time.